meeting will uh, will join when they uh, finish the ten minutes of meeting. Okay, so we are on. Good morning, everyone. We are on Yud Zayin Amud Aleph, the bottom of the daf, and we're going to hopefully finish the parak. We have a lot to do today, so let's get started. Um, okay, so we are um, middle of the uh, of the widest lines. The first word line is Gavra. Second is Margala Bapume Derav. So we are. Two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven lines up from the bottom of Yudzayin Amad Aleph. So the Gemara starts. Margla Bepume de Rav. So another pearls in the mouth that came out of Rav. He would say, Lo ka'olam hazeh olam haba. This world is not like the olam ha'emes, the olam haba. That what? Olam haba ain't ba'achil of lo There's no eating, there's no drinking, there's no of the human earthly activities, the physical activities that we do presently in this world will not be present in the Olam Haba. Below period of Arivia, there's no physical uh, interactions. Below Masa Matan, there's no business dealings. Below Kina, below Sin, below Tachros. There's no jealousy, there's no hatred, and there is no competition. Rather, Elat Sadikim Yoshvim Ve'atroseim Beroshayim. The Sadikim will be sitting, their crowns on their head, Vinenim is Shechina, and they will take, they will bask in the glory of Hashem Shechina, on the presence and its countenance. Shneamar, Vayechzu Elokim, and Vayochlo Yishtu. They saw, and they were the presence of Hashem, and they ate and they drank. Meaning, sitting in the presence of the Shechina was as if they were eating and drinking. It took the place of it. So in Olam Ames, we will no longer have the physical activities, but we will have uh, the the enjoyment that we get from sitting in the uh, presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be as if we are, as if we are um, doing the physical activities. Um, a little bit further back. Uh, back is this way. No, no, no. Oh, so, so we're, we're, go, we're a little, fo- that's a little back, go forward. The Gemara continues. Amrle, now that since we're on the topic of Olam Haba, Amrle Rav Lerebichia, Rav says the following, Noshim b'may zachyan, by what merit, by, by what schuyos do women go ahead and merit Olam Haba? So we'll have to ask a question this. Why is it, why is it a question? But why shouldn't they get Olam Haba? But the Gemara seems to ask, by what, what schus do the women have? After all, they're not chayiv in all the mitzvahs that men are obligated. And so maybe there's a thought that they should not get uh, Olam Haba the same way men should get it. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Bakriya Benayla Beknishta, very famous Gemara. The fact that they bring, true, they're not learning, they don't have a of Talmud Torah, but they bring their children to the yeshiva or to the base Knesset or the base Medrash. Not only do they get schar <coughs> for bringing their children, their young ones, their young boys, to the base Medrash to learn or base Knesset to learn, to daven, they allow their husbands to go learn, sometimes even in a different city. And not only do they allow their husbands to learn, they wait up at night, waiting for their husbands to come home. And it is through this that they are zochet to get Olam Haba. Now the truth is, this Gemara, which is very famous, is also found in Gemara and Sota. There, we have two Chachamim who are discussing by what zchus are, is the punishment for the Sota delayed. Why doesn't the Sota woman get her punishment right away? And the Gemara there says very similarly on Dav Chafal, if it says, Ravina Amar Olam Zuchus Torah. It's because of Zuchus Torah. They get their world share in Olam Haba because of the Zuchus Torah. Gemara says, 
They're saying that it's true. You're saying, oh, because they learned Torah. But they're not obligated to learn Torah. If they're not obligated, we know that someone who is commanded to do a mitzvah and does it gets more schar, gets more reward than someone who's not commanded to do it. So don't tell me they're getting the zechus of olam haba because of Talmud Torah. He says, no, no, no. Not because that they're learning themselves, but because they're bringing their children to the base medrash. They're allowing their husbands to go learn, and through that, that is their zechus, that through that, they merit Olam Haba. It seems and, like Olam Haba is only for Talmud Torah. Oh, we're going to get to that in a second. Excellent. And the says, Milo Palgina Badayu. Do they not share in the merit of their children and their husbands, says the Gemara in Sota? The women benefit from the fact that they're the ones either, they're manning the house, so to speak. Like, not a good term. They're controlling the house. They're watching the house when the husband is out of the house. Ed finally got it, right? When they're out of the house or they are actually doing the carpool, taking their kids to the base measure. So in that schus, they get a piece of our, of our um, Talmud Torah and Lima Torah. And through that, they're Zoha to Olam Abba. The Pnei Yeshua, you know, we'll get to Steve's question in a second. So the Pnei Yeshua, as well as the Vilna Gon ask, I don't understand. What is the Havimina? What is even the question? What, by what right or by what merit do women get a share in Olam Haba? They have plenty of... By what merit do we? We do mitzvahs. So the only difference is they're not, they're not obligated in the mitzvahs of Seishas Magrama. They're not, they're not obligated in positive commandments that are time-bound. They're also doing mitzvahs. But they have all the Losa Seis, 365. They have all the mitzvahs say that are not time-bound. Ma'akeh, we can mark a, list, a, whole, a whole list of them. So why... What's the question? What's the question? So actually, <clears throat> um, the, the Gemara Ksuvas brings as follows. To, to Steve's point, the Gemara there on Daf Kufiyot Aleph says as follows. They're discussing there about what is an Amah Aretz. How does an Amah Aretz, how does an uneducated Yid get Olam Haba? So the Gemara there says, Anyone who's involved, who toils in the light of Torah, or Torah Mechayeyu. The light of Torah is what resurrects him. Tchiyas HaMesim comes from spending your life when you're on this earthly planet, when you're involved in learning, that itself gives you life. or Torah, but anyone who is not toiling and no, has no Amelos Torah and is not learning Torah, Ein or Torah Mechayeyu. He will not be subject to Tchiyas HaMesim, to resurrection. So to Steve's point, it seems from this Gemara, that the actual so linchpin to getting Olam Haba and Tchiyas which are used synonymously here, are in fact, is in fact uh, learning Torah. So what exactly is, is going on? So Mark, so he was very upset. If that's the whole reason that someone gets Olam Haba, what, what, what should an Amma Aretz do? So the Gemara continues there. He says, you know what? He, Rabbi Eleazar saw that Rav was, uh, Rav Yochanan was very angry or very frustrated and disappointed um, and sad that, that most Ami Haaretz will not get uh, into uh, Olam Abbas. So he continues as follows. He says, Since Rabbi Lezer Solar of Yochanan was upset at this answer, that's all dependent on learning. And the implication is if one does not learn, then he's not going to get He says as follows. No, no, I found an alternate route. They can go back to our route to Olam Ames, to Tchiyas Amesim. And what is that? Because the Pasuk says, Anyone who sticks to Hashem will get Chayim. You'll get life. Can one actually adhere, stick to the Shechina? We know you can't. He's an Eish Ochla. Kadosh Baruch is a all-consuming fire. 
If you marry off your daughter to a Talmud Chacham, she'll get some of his char. And if you go ahead and do business and you support Talmidei Chachamim, you'll also get the part of their schar. And also if you give from your uh, um, uh, property, from your nechassim, from your, from your assets to Talmidei Chachamim, then you also will get it. Um, through that, you'll get credit as if you are medabek in the Shechina, and through that, that will be your ticket into Olam Haba, into Tchei So we see that it's not just the learning, but the implication is, by the way, that of course, learning is the, is the key, not just mitzvahs. When you get to Shemayim, when you get to Olam Haba, then the, then the more mitzvahs you have, you'll, get, you'll move up to the front seats, the box seats. But it seems to be that the entry into Olam Haba, into Tchei into, which are used interchangeably here, is through learning Torah. So women, even though themselves, of course they have a share in it. It's just from a different perspective. They don't have an obligation to sit and learn the way we do. We know they're supposed to go ahead, and we discussed this in the past at length. They're supposed to, at the very least, involve themselves in those areas of halacha that they must be proficient in, whether it's Hilchas Nida, Kashra, Shabbos, when they're, they're managing the kitchens in the home, they have to know all the halachas of, of, of milk, inflation, so on and so forth. But the actual chiv to learn about karbanos, for example, men have that, women don't. How do they get into Olam Abba? Because by taking the children to the base classes, base medras, and allowing their husbands, they get a share in that as well. So now, to, to, to learn about Karbanos there, they're not obligated to learn about Karbanos there. But there's no, well, they don't, so there's certain Karbanos they have to do about laid on, so on and so forth, but, but it's, not the, uh, it's not the same obligation that we have. This is a, there's a very, very famous Gemara I want to read to you. We've all heard this Gemara outside. Let's do it inside for a second. Gemara Suvis, the Samach Gimel, tells a very, very famous story. Talks about, yeah. So, we all, the, 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 the next, the Chaya Olam Abba, it's all about the Neshamot. So it's a Machlokas, whether it's going to be physical, the Ramban and the Rambam. I didn't want to get into that because it's way above my pay grade. But the question is whether it's going to be once you're alive. The Ramban says once you're alive, you'll always be alive. It's Tchiyas Mesim is forever, and, no, and the Rambam just says it's Neshamos. So what, in the Olam Abba, we're going to also learn Torah all the time. What about yeah. the, the, the woman? Uh, you'll sit by the Shekhin and you'll But the Neshama of a woman is, is different than the Neshama of a man, because we're talking about all about Olam Abba. Correct. Correct. I can't tell you what's going to be in Olam Abba. No, I'm saying. I wish I knew. I, yeah. I, no, well, I would no. like to know. Yeah. I would like to know too. When you find out, let me, I want to be the first to know. So the Gemara in Samach Gimel Amar Aleph says as follows. Listen to this amazing story. It says, Rabbi Kiva Rai the Ben Kalva Savua. Rabbi Kiva was a shepherd. This is before he was 40 years old. Rabbi Kiva was a shepherd of the most wealthy man in Yerushalayim named Kalva Savua. <clears throat> Have a Barte David Sniamale. So Chazite Barte, his daughter, whose name was Rachel, saw Rabbi Akiva and saw that he was an Anav, he was very uh, um, proper, and he was very humble and modest. Amrile. So she went to him. Again, this is the most bougie, the most aristocratic woman there was. Her father was the most wealthy and influential person all Yushalayim. If I marry you, will you go learn Torah? He says, They eloped. They got married against the wishes of her father. Her father is the most wealthy man. She, her, her, his daughter is going to marry one of his lowly shepherds. 
So because he said he was going to learn, Rachel married him. Shama Avua, Apkomi Beisei, Adra Ahana He cut her out of the will. The father, Kaba Savua, heard what happened. He cut his daughter out of the will. Also, Yosef Trace Shnin Bevei Rav, Rebekiva went to learn for 12 years in a base medrash. Ki also, Asibadei Trace Srei Alfei Talmidei. And 12 years later, he came back with 12,000 Talmidim. Okay? Shomalahu Saba, the Kamalai, so this, this person said to the Rachel, who was waiting at home, How much longer are you going to be in a living Almana? And Kamat Kamadus Almanus Chaim, how long are you going to be living by yourself? It's 12 years already. How long are you going to be a living Almana? You know what she said to him? Amrle, she said to him, if he was to listen to me, my personal opinion is, Yosef let him go back and learn for another 12 years. She didn't know that Rabbi Kiva was on his way back and was within earshot around the corner. And she said, you know what? If it was up to me, I let him learn another 12 years. Omar, so Rabbi Kiva heard this. He didn't even see her yet after 12 years. He didn't even say hi to her. He was a half block away and he heard this. I have her permission to go back and learn. He went back to learn for another 12 years, 24 years in total, in the house of Rav. When he came back 12 years later, he now had 24,000 Talmidim following him. So the neighborhood heard the Rabbi Kiva's coming, the great Rabbi Kiva's coming. So she, Rachel, the wife, went out to greet him. But she wasn't dressed uh, befitting for, for the God of Lador. So so her neighbor said to her, not realizing that this is Rachel, his wife, said, go get dressed, go, uh, you know, put, put yourself together a little more. Amrlu, your dad said, she quoted a pasuk, ki much of the gabei, when Be'kiva saw her, she ran out to him, nafla apa kamenashka lelechrei, lekarei, she went and kissed his feet. So his tamidim started pushing him back, get away, stand back, what are you, paparazzi, stand back. So they pushed, they, his tamidim pushed her away, Amrlu Shafkua, Rabbi Kiva said, most, one of the most famous phrases, leave her alone. Shalivi Shalachem Shalahi. All that I have learned, all that you have learned, belongs to Rachel. She's the one that makes the sacrifice. This is exactly what our Gemara is talking about today. By what schus do women get Olam Haba? Right? Nashi Bimaiz Zachion? Because they, they bring, the Gemara says, it's specifically this, Bakrib and because they're the ones who bring their children to the base Knesset to learn, to learn Chomish. And when they get older and they marry, they allow their husbands to go to the base Medish to learn in different cities, and they wait up. They wait up for their husbands to come home. It is through, through this chus that the women get to share in Olam Haba. The Gemara Kesubastav Kufir Alev says that Mishtamish for Shal Torah, if you learn Torah, then Or Torah Mechayehu, you get Chiyas Mesim. But their obligation, their kiyum, their merit in, all, in Talmud Torah is different than ours. They're not obligated to sit and learn about things that are not necessarily shaykh to them today, that don't apply to them today. They need to know halacha, the areas that apply to them. But their zechus, of course they get a merit in, in learning through their husbands, through the sacrifices they make in their, in their learning. In fact, the, the Shulchan Aruch says in Yerodeah, in Simnarish Memvav, that a woman that learns Torah, she gets schar, yesh le schar, but a little bit schar ki she doesn't get the same level because we said, go to Lamatsuvimosa, Mimisha, and Lamatsuvimosa. Always anyone who's obligated in the mitzvah or one who's not obligated in the mitzvah, the one who's obligated in the mitzvah gets more schar. It's kind of counterintuitive, right? If you do something voluntarily, you would think 
that you should get more schar. You're obligated to do it. I'm not obligated to do it. So why should you get more schar? So Tosos has an interesting con- uh, concept called pas pisalo. Let's just say mincha, for example. According to most opinions, women don't have to have mincha. So if, if a woman davens mincha, she's not obligated. You would think maybe she should get more schar than if a man davens mincha. But the, Tosos says pas pisalo. They always know that they don't have to. If they, if they have the ability to do it, they'll do it. But on a man, it's always part of our schedule. You have to schedule, I'm going to leave work at lunch so I can dive in. It's, it's on our minds. So if it's on your minds, it takes up much more time, you get more schar. A woman, just for example, I'm just giving this one example, she's not going to necessarily plan her day around mincha. If at 2 o'clock she has 5 minutes open, 10 minutes open, she'll dive in mincha. So pas pasalo means when you have bread in your basket, you're not worried about your next meal. It's not on your head. But for care, for men who always have to worry about it, I have to do this mitzvah, you get more schar in any event. So women don't get the same amount of schar for sitting and learning, says the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, in the, in, the, in the olden times, the women were not, the, they thought at least, the women didn't necessarily have the same, uh, I don't, I don't want to, yeah, the same capacity to necessarily understand Gemara, so it wasn't necessarily a good thing to learn with them. And if you teach them, um, that was only, when you teach them Tiflis, that's only Gemara, but Chumash you can teach them, although it's not the best thing to do. But listen to what the, what the Ramah says. The Ramah says as follows, Women have to go ahead and learn areas of halacha that apply to them. Women does not have to go ahead and learn to teach her children Torah. Says the Ramah, Halacha Lamaisa. If she goes in and she facilitates her child to learn or her husband that they were involved in Torah she absolutely gets some of the schar. So when women shouldn't think that when they're sending out their husbands they're not getting, of course they're getting the schar. The sacrifice that they make for the children and for their, for their, by getting up early to drive carpool and for staying up late waiting for husbands to come home they absolutely get schar. Okay, back in the Gemara. The Gemara continues, says, When the Rabbanan would leave each other, they give each other beautiful brachas. We may just see, see you next week. That's not what they said. They said when they left the house, the, the base medrash of Rab Ami, the Amrila, some say when they left the base medrash of Rabbi Chanina, some say, uh, Amrila, they would say as follows, Amrila hachi, olam chatira You should see your world in your, in your, your whole world in your life. Meaning uh, you should have everything that you need. All of your, uh, all of your needs and, 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 and requirements should be met. And uh, you're, you're, you should be everlasting in Olam Haba, meaning you should uh, merit the uh, Olam Ha'emes. And your, your hope should be there for generations. Your heart should achieve understanding. You should start saying this end of davening every day. Wishing everybody this. Picha, you like to talk, so this is good. It's a nice long uh, feel you can give everybody. Picha, your mouth should speak a wisdom. And may your tongue give song. Your eyelids should always look uh, straight in front of you, stay on the, on the straight and narrow, and uh, within the framework of halacha. Your eyes should always be lit up with the light, with the countenance of Torah. Your face should light up. Like the sky, may your lips utter and give forth knowledge. your kidneys, may it be steeped and rejoice in righteousness. and may your feet run to hear the words of the old days, meaning the Torah. 
every part of your body should be involved in mitzvahs. That's the basic uh, bracha they used to give. What a beautiful bracha. Vaiter continues. When they would leave the house, the base of Rav Chista, they would say the following pasuk. Our leaders are laden, are, are burdened. What does that mean, burdened? So it's a machlokas, what misubalim? Is it a good misubalim? Are they burdened with good things, with mitzvahs, or are they burdened with, uh, with uh, Yisurin? So the Gemara says, Alufenu misubalim, our leaders our, are, are laden, are, are, are burdened down. The machlokas, Rav and Shmuel, what it means. For Amri Lane, some say the Machlokas was Fima Yochan Rabbi Lazar. Chadam or Lufeno Batora, some say it's referring to the Alufeno is referring to our leaders. Our Tami Dechachamim, our Gedolei Ador, Musubalim, and they are burdened by mitzvos. Meaning by Tzedakah, they have so many charities and, and, and most of those that come to them as the leaders of the community, <clears throat> as leaders of the community, that they are so burdened with, uh, with uh, Tzar Chetzibor, that's what it's referring to. Um, and uh, and the other one says no that they're, they're leaders not just in learning but also in mitzvahs and they are burdened with Yisurim okay the Gemara continues Ain parrots the Pasuk continues our company that accompanies us should not be like the company that accompanied David Amalek, because from him part, part of um, David's um, Inner counsel was somebody named Achitofel. Achitofel was David's yoitz. He was his most trusted advisor. And eventually, when Avshalom, David had a very sad life, right? He had multiple uh, children who, who tried, besides Shaul, who tried to usurp him and to try to overthrow him. So when his son Avshalom tried to kill him, Achitofel, who was his most trusted yoitz and most trusted advisor, sought counsel with Avshalom and he turned against, Achitof, uh, against David. And when Achitofel was ignored later by Avshalom, he had nowhere to turn to. He couldn't go back to David. He was already a traitor to David. And he was no longer needed for the uprising. So he went ahead and he choked himself. So uh, this is one of the uh, four cases of suicide uh, in Tanakh. It's interesting. A great uh, question. We'll do it at different times. There are four cases of suicide in Tanakh. One by Skila, one by Srefa, one by Herak, one by Chanak. By all four cases. Shimshon killed himself by Skila. Right? Tarog Tamut Nafshim Plishtim. Right? He, he pushed the pillars down. He, Chitofel, uh, killed himself um, by Shaul, killed himself by Herak. Shaul fell on the sword. And the fourth one was um, someone from the house of Menashe uh, burnt, got burnt, burned himself in the palace. I forgot his name. He burned himself in the palace. There were four cases of suicide in Tanakh, each one by one of the four uh, pun- uh, capital punishments. It's just interesting. So, anyway. So, good trivia question. So, um, next. Um, a little morbid, but still a good, good, good question. Now, um, say again. If you're into that stuff, right? Okay. Next, vein yotzeis shalotei siyaso. The next part of the pasuk says vein yotzeis. No one should come out shalotei siyaso siyaso shalomelach. That uh, nothing should be like shalomelach. That shayotzimin uh, doeg adomi. So who is doeg? We should also wish upon ourselves that we don't have any uh, friends or in a, in a circle like doeg as far as shal because doeg came out of shal's. Inner council. Doeg was one of the, uh, again, the inner council of uh, Shaul, and he was also the Av Bezdin. And when David was running away from Shaul, David feigned uh, psychiatric illness and he went to the, uh, to the Nov, the Eric Kohanim, and they didn't know that he was running away from Shaul. He told him he was on a secret mission. He told him he was on a secret mission for, for, the, for the king. So they, they gave him a uh, sword and they, uh, they basically uh, they helped him out. Doeg saw what happened. He went back to tell Shaul what these people, the Er Kohanim, 
what they did to David. Again, they didn't know that David was on the lamb, on the run from Shaul. And so Shaul said, you guys were helping David because he thought they knew David was, was, was a Morid Malchus, uh, considered a, a rebeller. And he said they should be killed. But nobody wanted to kill the Er Nov, Er Kohanim. Nobody wanted to kill this whole city. Doeg was the one who got up and killed the, killed the, entire, killed the entire city. Doeg was the Abbasin? Uh, yeah, that's, it brings down here. An Edomite? That's what it says here. Hmm? Yeah, it says that when it's brought down here that, that he was the Abbasin. It's interesting. Um, now, so then it, the next piece it says, no, You shouldn't yell. Okay, so Gehazi came out from, if you remember, that uh, Naaman, who was one of his uh, um, uh, commanders, got, uh, got Saras. And after Elisha cured him, Naaman wanted to give Elisha something, a present. Elisha said, I don't need anything. So his trusted servant, Gehazi, ran after and said, I'll take the present instead. So he got Saras forever, and so therefore, all these three people, by David, by Shaul, and by Elisha, are all bad people, and our, our tefillah is that we should not uh, run into people uh, like this. Okay, lastly, Shaloye, uh, and the last, Bechavoseno, in the street, Shaloye, Lono Ben Otamit, Shemakdir Tafshil Barabim, and the last part of this pasuk, and, and, and hence the tefillah that they give each other when they leave, is that they should not go ahead, and uh, the children should not go ahead and uh, go, go astray, Leave the derech and uh, devi- and and uh, deviate from the uh, from the beaten path. Okay, Viter. Gemara continues and says, "We're going to try to get to the end of the parak today." Shimu elaya chokim says, "Listen to me, those who are fierce-hearted, who are strong-hearted, who are far from righteousness." So again, a machlokas rav and shmuel amila. Some say machlokas rabbi yochan rabbi lazar. How to touch this pasuk? Chadamar kola olam kuloni zonim b'staka. Some say that the entire world <coughs> is fed, is supported through tzedakah. But Haim, the tzaddikim themselves, nizon and bizroa. The tzaddikim themselves don't need necessarily the rachmanos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to, because of them, is going to support the world. But they can rely on their own merits to go ahead and to, to sustain themselves. Nizon and bizroa, on their own strength, on their own merits. Fechad says, no, Amar kolam kulon nizon bizchusam. The entire world gets zechus because of the tzaddikim, that what they give up and what they give up in this world is to better the lives of everyone in the world. But heim, I feel But still, still, we know that many gedolim and tzaddikim still have a difficult time earning a living. They say Rev Henkin, my, my father in Lower East Side, Rev Henkin used to literally sit all day in his apartment learning on a milk crate. His, his bed was uneven, his, his chair was broken. He lived in such poverty. He was such a bald tzedakah. He had so many mostos that he helped support. He himself, you walked into his house, you'd say, you'd cry. He's literally learning on a milk carton. So you have some gedolim that themselves are so involved in Sarchei Rab and they don't take care of themselves. And many of them, unfortunately, have a hard time supporting themselves. So the second mantra says, the whole world? It lives on their merit. But they themselves, the tzaddikim, will lift up the whole world. They themselves don't have it so easy. So, <clears throat> from our Sinai comes a baskel every day, and says as follows, and declares and proclaims, and Chanina Bini, the whole world is supported because of Chanina Bini, 
And my son, though, my, my son, Hanina Bani, Dilo Bekav Kruven, Merev Shabbos, Lev Shabbos. He needs a few bucks, sir. And if you guys remember, in Tupishvat, at least when I was younger, in, in day school, they used to give us this box that would crack your teeth. You couldn't even open it for Tupishvat. I don't know how it was even edible. But anyway, assuming that it was, they had stronger teeth back then. But all he li- lived on was a few boxer from week to week. The whole world was in his chos, where Hanin Mendoza, his chos, they lived, they had, Kadosh Baruch gave them sustenance. He, though, was, was, he got by on, on meager, meager uh, r- rations. Now, let me ask a question. This is not my question. This is the question of the Rav Chaim Velazhenah. Rav Chaim Velazhen, we know, was the star Talmud of the Gra. He lived from 1749 to 1821. And, and he wrote the Sefer. He wrote many Sefer, but in one of them, Ruach he asked the following question. He says, I don't understand. We know that throughout the Torah, we're promised it's a quid pro quo. If you do what I tell you to do, rain will be plentiful. We say every day in Parsha Shema. And what's the promise? If you listen, you'll have grain to gather. You'll have, you do what I ask you to do, you'll, you'll have sustenance. Why is it, says Rav Chaim that that so many from Sadiqim, Lomde Torah, Yirei Shemayim, have a tough time with Parnassah? Don't tell me it's Sadiq Viralo. Don't tell me that. The Torah says plenty of times. The formula is, If you follow my, my rules, you'll get plenty of rainwater, you'll be produce, you'll have a harvest, a bountiful harvest, you'll have food. So what is, where, where's the disconnect here? Where, we know the Torah is not lying, so what's going on here? So if Chaim answers an amazing answer, he says, and, and by the way, in fact, here it says that Kola, we have a boss call that says, Kola Olam, Kuloni Zonim Bishvil Chanina Bini. But it doesn't say, so <clears throat> it's true, the Torah is true. The whole world is being supported and being held up by Chanina Bini. But it doesn't say in the Torah that the one who's doing in, in his benefit will be the beneficiary. In other words, the one who's causing the world to be supported and held up, it doesn't say in the Torah that he'll be the one that's supported. It means the world, for the world. It doesn't mean for him necessarily. So he doesn't, Rav Chaim Belazhi said, it's not a stira. The, the promise is true. We shouldn't think that Akash Baruch Hu is, is reneging on his promise. It's true. It's, if you go ahead and do what you're supposed to do, then Akash Baruch Hu will do his part. It just doesn't mean that if Mayal is the one lifting up the world, that he's going to be the beneficiary. It means the world at large will be the beneficiary. He may still have to work for it. They, they don't need anything. The tzaddik. All they want is to learn Torah. They don't. For them, it's not. Right. They still need clothes. They still luck. need a roof. They still need something. No, they, yeah, they do have, but they, they, it's not a lack. We are feeling lack of things. They don't feel it. You're right. We're not talking about the uh, the luxuries for them. They're not driving Lambos, but we're talking about these sim- even the simple basic things that they as I just said, they don't even have a chair. Rav Henkin didn't even have a chair to sit on regularly. Okay, Viter. So there's an answer. Why do that? Because it's in order to fulfill the mitzvahs of... But why dafka them? It's usually them, but yes. <clears throat> You're right. In other words... So That's why it's called gomel. Correct, correct. Right, so Rosenfeld is saying that sometimes... There are many people say that why are there a neem in the world? So, so we can do tzedakah, we can do chesed, we can learn to be rachmanim. The question is, they may not want to be those people, the recipients of it. So the question is, you know, right. Agar Baruch has it in this world to allow us to go ahead... 
and to be to to to, to give. The question is though, who would volunteer to be the to be the honey or right? So that's a separate question. So the question is why why right? So okay, point well taken. Viter, the more continues. Upliga now the next the next thing we say upliga the rav yudah rav man abiri leiv guvayu tashiu. So some say that's not that the when it says abiri um, leiv the fierce hearted the strong hearted it's not talking about the tamidah chachamim it's talking about the rishayim. The more continues. Amar of Yosef teida dalori giyur minayu. How do I know? That these that is talking about that these people are rishayim, I'll tell you how. Because there's Amar of Ashi b'nei Masa Machsia Abire Leiv Ninu Dika Chazu Yikar Daraisa Trei Zimna B'Shapta L'Kamegayer Giyur Aminayu. I'll tell you what's talking about these people are rishayim because there are certain people that never converted. There was a town where Rav Ashi went twice a year, and there was a larger sifa of Yidin to go ahead and hear before Sukkis. And before Pesach, we know there's Allah Alamid Yom, but 30 days before Pesach, before Sukkot, he's supposed to learn about Hilchos uh, Yom Yom, but also not just on the day of Yantif, but even 30 days he's supposed to start. And there were massive, massive, massive gatherings in this town. And these people, these inhabitants who are not Jewish, saw not only the greatness of Ravashi, saw the people flocking there, and they were Zoha in that small sta- city to have such, <clears throat> such a showing of, of Torah. And not one single person of them ever ever converted. That's the Rishon that the Pasuk is talking about. So it's interesting, by the way, that is there halacha to go in and learn about Shavuos 30 days before Shavuos? So it's interesting. It's actually the um, halacha brings down, the Be'er halacha brings down from the Be'er Agra that the, the halacha of learning 30 days before we have to learn about matzah, we have to learn about chametz, all the dalakos, there's a lot of inyanim to learn. Sukkot, the dalaminim, what's kosher, what's not kosher, schach, dofen akuma, levud, tons of things to learn by sukkah. But there's no halacha to learn 30 days before Shavuos. First of all, there's no halachas unique other than how to make cheesecake. There's no actual halachos how to go ahead and observe Shavuos other than the regular yantif. And it actually says, based on this halacha, based on this Gemara, there is no halacha to learn Hilchos Shavuos, Lam and Yom before Shavuos. Because the Gemara says, if you look in Rashi here, it says, Shivcha uh, Dorais, Trey Zimnim Shabbos, in the, uh, the fourth narrow line of Rashi, Sheyun Esofim Sham Yisrael Ba'adar, they will go in Adar, B'nai Yisrael will go listen in the city, in the Shmo Hilchos Pesach Midrash, Rav Rashi, Uve'el Shmo Hilchos Achak, they will learn about Pesach and Sukkot. Nowhere do they say they will learn about, um, about Shavuos. And therefore, the halacha l'maisa, the Ramah says, based on the Be'er Grad, that this halacha of learning 30 days before Shavuos is non-existent. Okay, let's, we have one more, we have, should we do it? You guys have like an extra four minutes? Like we can go to 903, 904? Okay, tremendous, Elul, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, Vaitu, last piece. So we said in the Mishnah, to Adafago, that one, a chasson should not say Kriyashma at night, the night of his, of his, um, of his wedding. Because his mind is his Torah, he's thinking about the, the, the Bia to consummate the marriage, and he's not going to have Kavana. And Osik Mitzvah is Patum and Mitzvah. If you're involved in Mitzvah, so the Chacham said, if he wants to, we can. If he wants to, we can. Hashem Gamaliel said, no, no, no. Not everyone can use Hashem's name, meaning we, we know that he's not going to have Kavana. He should not say. So Machlokas, the Chachamim, and Hashem Gamaliel, we know that he's Potter. But can the Chasan say Kriyashma of the night of his. Of his um, of his wedding, Chacham said yes. Rambam Gamliel said no. So Gemara says, "Lememra." The Rabban, Rambam Gamliel, Chayish Liura. The Rabban, Rambam Gamliel, Chayish Liura. 
The reason why Rabbi Galil says he shouldn't say Kriyashma the night of his of his chasana, uh, the night of his wedding, presumably is because it's going to look very arrogant. He's going to look cocky. Oh, I can still have kavana, even though the chum said we don't have to. I can still have kavana. It's going to it's going to smack of arrogance. <clears throat> Presumably, the reason why Chacham say you can't say it is because they're not worried that he's going to look arrogant. They're not choshesh for this arrogance, for this, for this cockiness. That people are going to say he's cocky. <laughs> but here we have a Gemara that suggests the exact opposite. That the Rabbanon are worried about you, are about arrogance, and the, and the, and the Rabbanon Gamliel is not worried. What's the, what's, the, what's the case over there? The Snan. We have a Mishnah. Tishabov is not, there's no Isser to go ahead and work on Tishabov. However, it's not necessarily a proper thing to do. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch says, any Malacha that you do on Tishabov. You will not see a, in a raw simon bracha. Thank you. You will not see something good out of it. It doesn't mean that you're not going to make money that day. It might just mean that you make five thousand dollars that day, but two weeks later, you get a, you, you dent your car and you give up the five thousand dollars. Whatever it means, the shulchan says ain raw simon bracha. <clears throat> so it's not usher to work on tishah b'av, but it's not it's not the best thing. It's not advised. So the gemara says you follow the makom of the place. If you go to a place that doesn't do malacha, and you're, found, you're doing the fast there, don't do malacha. If you're in a place that does do malacha, fit in. Do as Rome. Right? When in Rome, do as Rome. But however, the Chachamim say, Tamid HaChachamim B'Telem. However, all Tamid HaChachamim should sit and be idle. Do not do malacha. That's the Chachamim. Every person should always, no matter where you are, should always be like a Talmud Chacham and not do malacha. So here he says the average person should act like a Talmud Chacham. Isn't that smacking of arrogance? And in our mission, he said, no, no, no. Even if you want to say Kriyash night, don't say it because you're going to look arrogant. And the exact opposite for the Chachamim. The Chachamim in Mishnah said he can say it. We're not worried about it. But here they said every Tam, everyone should be, Talmud Chacham should, be, should not do Malacha. So what is it? So Gemara says, Kashu the Rabbanon, so they're so to themselves, Kashu the Rabbanon, Shem Galil, Shem Galil, they're both so to themselves. So the very ans- easy answer is, Amrav Yochanan, Chlef Zashita. Switch the Shitas around. We're not sure in the Mishnah, or in this case by Tishabov, or in the case of our Mishnah, but one of the Mishnahs is obviously wrong, and in order to reconcile both opinions of the Chachamim and Rav Shem Galil, that they're consistent, just switch, switch their opinions. Rav Shisha, Breda, Rav Aidibar, Amar Leolam, Lo Tachlif. No, no, no. Don't switch it around. Don't switch it around. Why is it not a kasha? Don't ask me from Kriyashma to the case of to the case of uh, of Malach on Tishabov. Kriyashma cave into Kliyama Kakar over you and Amikarlo Mikhazakura. The Khalam is saying that the Khassan can go ahead and say Kriyashma because the whole world is saying Kriyashma that night. So you fitting in and doing what everyone else is doing, that doesn't look arrogant. Everyone is saying Kriyashma. So fit in and say Kriyashma. But here, but here, if no one is doing Malacha, Sorry, if everyone is doing malacha and you sit and say, whoa, I'm a tzaddik, I'm not going to do malacha, you're going against the grain, that's going to appear arrogant. So that's the difference between the Mishnah of Kriyashma and the Chassan and the Mishnah of Tishabav. And over here, but as far as the... Um, 
But here, if no one is doing malacha, everyone's doing malacha, and you don't do malacha, you're going to look arrogant. And how do you understand Rabbi Shimon? How do you differentiate between the two? Rabbi and Rabbi Adar Rabbi and Rabbi Lokasha. It's also not a question. Hosam by Kriya Shema, the reason why he says you shouldn't do it, because because the whole mitzvah of Kriya Shema, we said you have four types of kavana you have to have. And if you don't have the kavana, you're not yosu the mitzvah. We know that he has so much on his mind, he will not have kavana. So I say, don't, have, don't have, say Kriya Shema. But over here, Haroa Omar Malacha, who the Enlo Pokazi Kamatwan Ika Meshuka. If everyone is doing malacha and you're not doing malucha, they're going to suspect that you're not doing malacha because you're a tzaddik? They'll say no. Unemployment rates are high. There are plenty of people who don't have malacha today. So that's his answer. By there, we know you're not going to have kavana, so don't say kriyashma. But here, it doesn't look arrogant if everyone's doing malacha and you're not doing malacha. No one's going to say you're sitting on a pedestal on a high horse. Oh, you're not doing malacha because you're so holy, holier than thou. The reason I'm not doing malacha is because unfortunately you're looking for a job. It happens to be halacha today. Tosfa says that today we do say a chasan does say kriyashma the night of because we don't have great kavana anyway. Sadly, so he says. Um, so Tosfa holds that we do say we do say kriyashma tonight. One 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 minute point. Someone, how do we reconcile? Sometimes the Gemara says like that if you do you're not supposed to do something. Yerushalmi says that if you're not supposed to do something, you're not commanded to do something, and you do it. The Gemara says as follows. It says, Someone's parted from a mitzvah, Yerushalmi Mesech HaShabbat says, You're a nikra hedyot. If you go ahead and do something and you're not obligated, you're called a hedyot, a pasha the guy, a, a silly guy. If you're not obligated, don't do it. And sometimes we say, Kol HaMachmer, Tav HaLav Bracha. You don't have to do it, but if you're Machmer and you do it, Tav HaLav Bracha. Sometimes we say that you look like a hedyot when you do something you don't have to, and sometimes we say you, you'll get a bracha. This is the question of the which one is it? It's, it's not consistent. Sometimes the Gemara says, do it if you're not commanded, and you tov Allah bracha, you're going to be great. And sometimes if you're not supposed to do it, and you do it, they say you get your head yod. So which is it? This comes to light most glaringly in Hilchos Sukkahs. Hilchos Sukkah, Simon Tafresh Lamites, we know there's a concept of mitzta'er's pater minasukkah. If it's pouring outside, if there's a hurricane outside, if there's a swarm of bees outside, you're supposed to go into your sukkah. And the Ramah says that if you do it, you, don't, you sit in the sukkah, even when you're mitzta'er, you're troubled, you don't get schar. So the, 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 the Ber Halacha asks, Mishnah Berurah asks, I don't understand, a few Halachos earlier, the Shulchan Aruch says, we know you don't have to eat every single meal in a sukkah, only a, a, a suda kavua, a mizonos, a, a, a hamoti. If I have a cup of coffee, do I have to eat in the sukkah? Do I have to drink in the sukkah? No, it's, it's a snack. But says the Mechaber, if you do it, wonderful, tavolah bracha. I don't understand. If it's Mitzta'er, this is the question of the Be'er If it's Mitzta'er, he says, if you sit in the sukkah, you have a swarm of, a swarm of knee, uh, bees, it's pouring, you're not going to even get schar for sitting in the mitzvah. You're not obligated to. And then the Shulchan Aruch just said a few halachos earlier. If you don't, you don't have to eat coffee or, or, or a pudding in the sukkah, but if you do, a bracha. Which one is it? Again, it's also itself. The, so the, there's, a, there's a sefer called Yal Malachi. He says as follows. The very simple answer is exactly what we all, we all are thinking. If you do a are you doing it to show arrogance? Are you doing it to look at me? I'm going to sit in the sukkah. I'm such a great yid. I'm such a yari shemaim. I'm sitting in the sukkah while it's pouring and raining, and I know I don't have to, but I am the greatest guy in Boca Raton. If you're doing it for that, then you're not going to get schar. If you're doing l'shem shemaim, if everything we do is l'shem shemaim, if we're doing it for the right intentions to come closer, in order to come closer to Kodesh Baruch then you get schar. Have a wonderful day. We'll start with the new parak. Mazel tov and finishing the parak. We'll start with the third parak next week. Have a great day.